This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 ESPN. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors. And the goal that we have is to provide our listeners with some really good information uh, about lo- the local market so that we can all make really good informed decisions. And, you know, one of the my personal goals here is that many years ago, well, 11 years ago when this show got started, um, the Central Valley and, well, the whole nation was really kind of under attack from, uh, as far as housing. Uh, the foreclosures were rampant. Well, a lot of the foreclosures were due to bad bad information going in uh, as far as getting new loans. So the goal of this show is to give everybody great information so that we don't make those mistakes again. And that the next time there is a housing downturn and we see foreclosures out there, Fresno's not going to even be in the top 100 uh, cities for foreclosures. Now, there's a guy here in the studio with me today, very passionate about that whole idea, too. And uh, that is Luis Chavez of uh, District, our city councilman from District 5. Yeah, Good thank morning. you. Thank you for the invitation. Uh, appreciate being back. I was here a couple of months ago. We gave some uh, good news, and I think we're going to give some even better news today. Great. In fact, um, I pulled some housing stats that I'm going to share with you. And by the way, whenever you need these, you know, just call Gerard at the association. <laughs> he he can run them for you. He's the data cruncher, huh? <laughs> uh, no, but he the person sitting next to his office is. <laughs> this so, is good. <laughs> yeah, you just talk to him. He'll go tell him, hey, do this, and we'll have them awesome. for you in minutes. Um, first of all, can you tell us where is District 5? So District 5 is the southeast uh, part of the city of Fresno. Uh, the boundaries go from Temperance and Jensen um, all the way down to First and Tulare, which is on the outskirts of downtown, uh, and then all the way to uh, Fowler and uh, 180 area. So it's a pretty big district. I represent about 80,000 uh, residents out there in, in southeast Fresno, and, and right now it's a, it's a great time. I'm, I'm really optimistic about the neighborhoods, about the area. There's been so much growth specifically in that area, um, and, and I think that's a good thing because you're right. I mean, I think one of the most powerful symbols that we have in our country is homeownership. Everybody wants to own their own home, right? And so we need to create those opportunities for our residents. And so I know that you have some statistics, and we'll be discussing that a little bit uh, during the show. But I'm I'm excited, man. So Southeast Fresno, uh, grew up there, a great place to live, raise a family, um, and we're working on making it a little bit better. And you've been the, our city councilman there since 2017, right? 2016, I got elected. Um, but previous to that, I had worked for the free, previous council members, so I'm very familiar with the with the neighborhoods and the area. And then I was actually four years on the school board for Fresno Unified um, from 2012 to 2016. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, previously, when you worked for Sal Quintero, mm-hmm. you were chief of staff. I was. All right. 
Which job makes you work harder, being the actual <laughs> councilman or chief of staff? Hands down, the uh, and I didn't know this at the time, the council member, you are in the hot seat. Um, you know, before I would prepare reports and, um, you know, the staff reports, and, and then I'd give them to um, my boss, and then he'd go out there. Well, now it's it's me. I'm on the hot seat, so... Yeah. So I, I, you know, it's 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 been really rewarding, and I'm very blessed to serve the people of Southeast. Now I got to tell you a little funny story. When I was doing these statistics, I've got to confess that they're only going to be eh, maybe 90 percent accurate, mm. and and here's why. So I can go into our multiple listing service mm-hmm. and, and um, create an interactive map. However, I'm limited to 36 points. When I looked at the actual map, there are so many nook and crannies and, and mm-hmm. um, uh, little jogs. I couldn't, I, I think I count, uh, I quit counting after 50. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a very uh, different district in, in, in the sense that we're, we're very diverse uh, socioeconomically, you know, culturally, um, and, and that's beautiful about, about that part. But we do have county islands there as well. We have the Sunnyside County Island right over by Clovis um, uh, Church, Butler area. Then we also have Kalawa, one of the first neighborhoods in the city of Fresno. We also have a little bit of the outskirts of downtown, the Huntington area, um, you know, one of the historical uh, places we have here. And then all the way down closer by the by the airport, we have what, what we call the, the Sunnyside um, North uh, neighborhood. Um, so pretty broad area, and you're absolutely right. We've got a lot of cul-de-sacs. We've got a lot of, you know, neighborhoods that, you know, are from 19, you know, either 99 to 1899. So a very, very broad range of, of homes out there. And that is something that I noticed when I was doing my housing stats. There's a lot of older homes out mm-hmm. there. But a lot of newer ones too. Absolutely, so. we have neighborhoods uh, that look like neighborhoods in South, I mean Northeast Fresno, uh, and then we also have the historical. My home, so I live on Huntington uh, Boulevard, and, and my home was built in 1916. Um, beautiful old uh, historical home, it's the Roy and Margaret Hall home. Um, but we love it there. That's one of the things that we love about the neighborhood. It's got the it's identity, it's got the history, and I'm a history buff, so I, I love that. But we also have newer homes. Uh, we've got some new models out there by Fowler and Belmont, uh, three-story homes um, over being built by uh, uh, Bonadelli. Um, and so there's it's a broad range of, of options for folks that want to live in, in Southeast. And you have the infrastructure there now. you got the 180 freeway that goes mm-hmm. that really services that area. Sunnyside High School, mm-hmm. tons of shopping. We do, and so on, on that note, there's the the, the new Fanshawe Creek Shopping Center that's coming here in the next couple of months. As some folks have called me and asked, "Hey, what's going on with all the machinery out there on, on Clovis and Tulare?" So they actually already have their um, their uh, retailers lined up. We're going to get some restaurants, some shopping amenities, a movie theater, uh, and as a matter of fact, two weeks ago we actually did the groundbreaking for uh, the southeast. Fresno Police Substation. It's going to be built on Argyle and Tulare, and so that's going to be a great amenity for the neighborhood, um, which complements what we're doing there with a beautiful uh, Fanshawe Creek Parkway 
that we're establishing. Um, we started off uh, doing some cleanups about a year and a go- year and a half ago, and now we're ready to actually get some input from the neighborhoods and and kind of do a nice little beautiful, you know, with bike trails and walking trails, and that's what people want when they when they're looking for a home. They want those amenities, right? That's that's right. In fact, shame on me, I forgot to mention Fancher Creek mm-hmm. at, as part of the infrastructure mm-hmm. be, because that is a big opportunity. Oh, people huge. do want trails. Absolutely, and and that's going to be really incorporated into that that project. It's not just about plopping a shopping center in the middle of a neighborhood. It's really integrating what that looks like, right? Because we have plans of doing farmers market stairs and you know yoga classes and things of that sort. So mm-hmm. it'll it'll help the neighborhood quite a bit. Okay, I'm ready to give you some stat, housing stats, right. and I don't know if this is going to surprise you or not, but I'm going to start off with the one that really surprised me. Because, uh, well, okay. So I checked active listings in mm-hmm. District 5 uh, for foreclosures. Okay. And guess how many came up? Single digit? Close. <laughs> how about just one? Wow. There's one active listing right now in District 5. That's a foreclosure. Oh, now let me God. compare that. To all of 2011, mm-hmm. um, in 2011, there were 330 foreclosures that sold yeah. inside of District 5 uh, for the, the year 2011. Wow. All of last year, 2018, mm-hmm. there was only 13. So that's one a month. So that's kind of consistent yeah. with we have one active one right now. Sure. And keep this in mind in housing Foreclosures have always been around. I mean, for of course hundreds of years. So, but to just have one, that must mean there's some vitality. Well, in, it, in your district, absolutely. And you look at the market out there right now, and I always describe Southeast Fresno as, you know, we're booming. And and I don't use that term loosely because there's just so much activity. You know, we've got a number of of housing developments going up. Uh, I mentioned earlier that right now we currently have about 400 plus. Uh, single home residential units in the queue in the pipeline, so to speak. And so that's going to add to our stock. But to hear that number that we only have one uh, foreclosure, compare that to 2011, which was the peak of, you know, the recession uh, era, so to speak, I think that's that's great news. And so it sounds like we should forward that foreclosure to somebody so we could have zero. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, and there is a lot of investment happening in your yes. area, too. Um, now, here's something I think another stat you might like to hear. For all of the, these are 2018 mm-hmm. stats for homes sold. Um, the in the city of Fresno, the median sales price was 250 thousand for the entire city. The median price in um, District Five was 258,000. Mm. So you were actually a, right. that median price was a bit above the city average. Absolutely and it's and it's interesting you should mention that you know I have a lot of conversations with major retailers that want to come to Fresno. Matter of fact next month we're going to ICSE which is the the really the, the national conference on that and that's the first thing they ask. How many rooftops do you have? And then more importantly what's the discretionary income that those residents there have? And and you know you're familiar with the Sunnyside area. I think that's really driving that economic boom for the for the region. Um, and I really foresee Southeast Fresno 
District 5 being the, 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 really the magnet regionally with that shopping center. We'll get folks there from Sanger, from Selma, from Reilly, Parlier to really be a regional economic uh, driver house. I, I believe the last stats I had were, were slated to create 1,500 jobs just in that shopping center. So you think of the purchasing power that's going to be coming through that neighborhood. That's going to help property values quite a bit. Okay, we are going to go to our first commercial break, but when we get back, let's keep talking about this because it sounds like opportunity in real estate in District 5, too. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 ESPN. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And here in the studio, we have City Councilman Luis Chavez of uh, District 5. And what we were talking earlier, District 5 is pretty much southeast Fresno. It is. It's southeast Fresno. Uh, again, you know, it's out there. Our boundary is uh, Temperance and Jensen, uh, right by the airport on the 180, and then uh, close to the outskirts of downtown Fresno. And we were talking about the Fanshawe Creek uh, development project and really integrating that into the neighborhood where, you know, before it was, it was kind of, not to say it in a bad way, but it was just kind of putting a shopping center in the middle of a of a neighborhood. Now it's different. Now we're integrating housing. Uh, we're integrating transportation, i.e. the bus rapid transit system that went online not that long ago for the city of Fresno. Um, that's going to move a lot of folks from our uh, you know parts of the city into these big metropolitan hubs, the shopping centers, the 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 corridors, which is Kings Canyon. Uh, Ventura and then Blackstone as well, and so we have that investment going on in in Southeast Fresno. And I know I we were talking earlier where I I rode the uh, bus rapid transit system. It was pretty efficient. Uh, every ten minutes, I had my little stopwatch with me and checking to see if it was meeting its goals and is actually doing really really well in in that area. And I know that you mentioned you rode it as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh. When something new happens in Fresno, I gotta be, I gotta get involved. <laughs> you gotta take part in that. So that that's a big piece of what you know we're working on right now. And I know a little bit later on the show we'll talk about what the the general planned amendment that I'm working on looks like on increasing um, housing um, stock options here in, in the city of Fresno. You know, we know that that it's a big need, in, in not just in Fresno, but across the state. Um, there's a lack and, and a shortage of, of housing, and so we're going to be working on a couple of uh, initiatives here in the next uh, couple of weeks. Um, and so we'll we'll be having uh, more conversations uh, about that. Yeah, that'll be good. And, and at the state level, I'm involved with the California Association of Realtors. Mm-hmm. I'm vice chair of the Investment Housing Committee this year. And last year I was vice chair of the Housing Opportunity Committee. So a lot of these new laws that that you're working with that that come down from the state level, like as far as accessory dwelling units Mm -hmm. and and, uh, housing stock in the, what's that one called, the RENA, the Regional um, Housing Element. Yep, the housing element. Yeah. That's right, requirements. So uh, I get get to... Analyze those. Yeah, yeah. So we had we actually we had the public uh, hearing that's uh, required by the state on the housing element, and 
we know we need a lot more housing options for our residents. And so I'll give you three quick ones that we've worked on in the last uh, eight months. Uh, A project out on Peach and uh, Kings Canyon is going to be an additional 93 units. It's a mixed use, so we'll have some some affordable, uh, mostly senior senior housing there. And what... um, in the planning, what does mixed use mean for our, so, for our listeners so mix, and for me? Absolutely. <laughs> so mixed use means that we're we're integrating, you know, not just the the residential piece, but also the commercial. So a couple of projects, and and I think this one is a great example. There's one slated to be built on Eighth and Ventura. Uh, across from the um, uh, a little shopping center that we have there. And that one's going to have, for example, on the frontage on Ventura, it'll have uh, little mini stores, restaurants, coffee shops. On top, it'll have housing. And then towards the back, it'll have some medical office, um, office space for attorneys, for, you know, dentists, um, eye vision care, um, senior uh, programs as well. Uh, we know that with baby boomers retiring, there's a big need for that. And so all of those in one central location, which, by the way, has a bus stop uh, a half a block from there. So that's that's really being strategic about the placement of, of amenities, of retail options, and housing all in one, right? Yeah, and more important than the bus stop, it's really, really close to one of my favorite restaurants ever. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. It's right across the street. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Castillo's. That's a, that's a great yep, place. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and busy. Boy, but I, uh, it's... It, it, you that, go in there at 11 or at 1.30, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, you're going to wait. You're going to wait a little bit. It's worth it, though. The food's great. A great local um, um, small business owner there um, lived in a district. Uh, the, fat, the sun took over now, and so it, it's still uh, carrying on with that delicious uh, food out in southeast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, going to a bigger scale, we were talking earlier about the big shopping center mm-hmm. going in on Clovis. Tulare. Yeah, Clovis mm-hmm. and Tulare. What's that going to look like, and how soon will it develop? So they're already putting in the sewer, the water, um, which is why we have all the machinery out there, the electrical, um, the fiber optic, and everything that's necessary for the for the shopping center. So you know, I I've seen the the some of the letters that have been signed with retailers. Um, I can't release the list of retailers, but I know who who they are. But it'll be very similar to River Park, the design, the integration. Um, what you're seeing though right now in in, in the market is that you know retailers are are kind of shrinking their square footage a little bit because of the online options and and you've got all these different dynamics now at at play. But what they're doing is they're focusing a lot more on, on, on the customer experience. When you come in there, you want coffee shops, you want restaurants, you want, you know, small boutique. And so that's what you're really seeing our, our developers in Fresno moving towards. That's going to be integrated into the Fancher Creek Shopping Center. But what's great about that center, and this is very different than others, is that it'll have senior housing, it'll have the police station, it'll have a transportation hub built into the design of it. And so that really will lead to where the the bike trail and the uh, walk trail will be, which will run from, you know, Clovis and Tulare all the way to Temperance. Wow, this sounds exciting. (coughs) More exciting than the bus rapid transit was to me. (laughs) <laughs> and, and, I, and I got excited about that. It so. is. We we don't have those types of amenities in Southeast Fresno. And, and you know, when I 
was sworn in office, I said, we got to get those amenities for, for our residents over here. And, you know, that way, you know, my wife and I, we have to drive, you know, four miles to get to restaurants in, in, in River Park. And so to have something so close there in our own neighborhood, I think will be a big game changer. And it helps uh, the local economy. It helps, you know, job creation and it helps our housing um, uh, prices, stay, stability. In jobs-wise, what does that mean for the district and for the mm-hmm. city as far as jobs? Oh, that's 1,500 um, new jobs will be created there in that shopping center alone. Um, and, and that's great because these will be ongoing, you know, employment opportunities for, for the residents. And so we really wanted to pair that with what's going on with our other investments, um, i.e. The, the Amazon Distribution Center, which, by the way, we're so busy that they've actually now expanded to uh, a, an, an abandoned warehouse that I had in my district over by Church and Cedar neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And so you see hundreds of people working, you know, earning a paycheck, which is what we want in our community. And then also with the work that's going on with uh, Ulta and their distribution center, they're ramping up. I think they're getting ready to hire an additional uh, four, five hundred people uh, here coming up. And so you see all this activity concentrated in in southeast and south fresno that's great for for neighborhoods because i i said this at the other day at the groundbreaking i said i I think southeast is going through a renaissance period where we know we have the historical identity but we also have these newer neighborhoods new shopping centers coming but it's it's to me it's like the big merging of the two um uh worlds so to speak and you know people are looking for that right now you know i think when you see folks out there looking for homes and whether it's a a, a single home residential unit or uh, an apartment or a condo they want those amenities so that they can you know relax and enjoy themselves and take a walk and go to a coffee shop or bike there or walk there and that's what we're working on on building for southeast Fresno. and to give you an example of what new jobs means to our economy and this is in a little you know under the microscope but um about a year six months ago there was a guy who gave me a call and said hey i'm moving to fresno from stockton mm-hmm. i just got a job with ulta so, and he says, I'm going to want to buy a house. Well, we just closed escrow two weeks ago, Great. and that was because of Ulta mm-hmm. relocating here. Absolutely. And that caused somebody to move in here. So, it personally helped my uh, my economy. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, last year when, when I was out campaigning, I, and, you know, I, I, I believe in good old, you know, um, shoe leather campaigning. And so, I'm knocking on doors and... You know, I'm talking to folks, and I, I saw this pattern where a lot of the folks that came to the door had the Amazon or the Ulta uniform, and then I said, oh, you, I see you work at the distribution center. And I said, yeah, actually, because, you know, you look at their models, and they have different shifts. So the wife and, and, and the husband will have their own shift, and they're like, look, I can take my kids to school here five minutes. I can drive to work another five minutes. They're like, the only thing that's missing here is a shopping center. And I said, well, stay tuned because we're, we're working on that. But that's what, that's what folks want. They want these complete neighborhoods when you can live, work, and play in the same area. I mean, I think that's great for, for communities. And to give you an example of that complete neighborhood, um, I told you earlier that I have a rental home that, mm-hmm. that is in District 5 over by Kings Canyon and, and Chestnut. Right. And... Um, I was talking to one of the neighbors, and he said, oh, man, I really want to buy a home. 
Mm-hmm. And I said, well, okay, where do you work at? And he works up at River Park mm. um, at one of the restaurants up there. And he's been there for 15 years. Okay. So good, stable. Okay. Um, and I'm thinking, okay, maybe he's going to want to move closer to work like mm-hmm. so many people. Right. He said, no, I want to stay within six blocks of where I'm at. <laughs> I said, really? He said, yeah, everything I ever wanted is right here. He yep. goes, my hardware store is right mm-hmm. there. The grocery store that I go to is right there. And, and yeah. that's where he wanted to be, right by Kings Canyon and Chestnut. Yeah, that that really is our, it's more than just a merchant corridor. It's really the, the I call it the lifeblood of Southeast Fresno. We have businesses that have been there for, you know, 80 plus years, um, locally owned small business, family run and operate it. And so people love that. They love that they can go to, uh, you know, Mexican bakery or uh, Punjabi store. And, and, you know, we've got probably some of the best um, Asian food in the city of Fresno out in Asian Village. And so everybody's, everything's so close. Mm-hmm. And, we, you know, we've all, we've all seen that area grow so much. And I think what you're seeing now is the the really the evolution of that, you know, traditional identity, you know, kind of merging with 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 the new, i.e., our, our our new generation of millennials that want a little bit different experience for that, right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. we gotta we gotta make those options possible so they can buy their own home too, right? Of course, we can't forget one of the biggest employers in District Five. And this time of year, hard to forget the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can forget them. <laughs> no, they've got a big presence there, and and you know, interestingly enough, they're 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 kind of finishing out their their lease out there in that area, and so we're looking for some tenants in that um, area. So if anybody's interested, and in, you know, great facility there on Butler and uh, Peach. Um, they will actually be leaving in about two years, two, three years mm-hmm. uh, from the area. Um, you know, with things being automated and everything going paperless, um, they're, they're, they don't need as much space. But um, we're talking with some of our partners there, i.e. Fresno Pacific University, um, some of the community colleges that are um, looking at that site as well. Mm-hmm. Excellent. We are going to go to another commercial break, but stay mm-hmm. tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 ESPN. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And today in the studio, we have Luis Chavez, City Councilman for District 5 um, and for the City of Fresno. So I'd kind of like to turn our attention now to the whole city. We've kind of been focusing on District 5. And by the way, that was really interesting to me. I have lots of clients, lots of friends that that live in District 5. my family, uh, well, actually, I was born two blocks north of uh, District oh, 5. <laughs> you're close. Uh, close e- enough. <laughs> actually, one block. I was on Iowa and 6th. Okay, it used to be District 5 before. Ah. So you're, you're grandfathered in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, do you say grandfathered because of the gray hair? <laughs> I like your Arctic uh, white hair. <laughs> Arctic white. There you go. Okay, so... What what's happening in the city of Fresno to where we can say, here's the benefit to living in Fresno. So if you're from Stockton moving here with mm-hmm. Ulta or you're from uh, Alabama moving to, to California, why is Fresno the place to be? 
Oh, I think, you know, Fresno, and, and earlier I said Southeast is going through through a renaissance. I think Fresno is going through that as well, and, and, and that's something positive that we can highlight. And whenever I, you know, talk to folks from outside the city, I'm kind of the ambassador, so I give them my elevator speech, right? I said, why why come to Fresno? Uh, one, we're, we're still very affordable compared to other, you know, markets out there, Southern California, the Bay Area. It's practically impossible to own a home. I think that we've got that going for us. But more than that, we also have a lot of great amenities here that you know a lot of folks you know know about that are here locally but people from outside the area don't we've got great you know national parks here 45 minutes away uh, from us we're so close to to the beach uh, to the ocean and 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 so the big selling point for me is you know Fresno's going through a lot of investment and growth look at what's happening in our downtown area right we're we're re- reinvesting here we've got about 70 million dollars coming from uh, TCC funding that's going to help projects here in the downtown area. What what is TCC? So TCC transitional uh, uh, cli- climate uh, dollars, which are state dollars. Um, I some of the some of the um, cap and trade um, dollars will be coming to Fresno, and and that's going to be a big economic driver. But here's what's happening that folks just kind of been hearing about it but haven't really seen it. Um, Southwest is getting a, a new community college campus. Um, Southeast is also getting a new community college campus. And so one of the main drivers that folks look for when they want to move somewhere is the, the educational attainment levels, right, for their children, for their, you know, growing families. And so we have all of those investments going on right now, right, not just with the city on investing in our water treatment plant, which is going to secure a clean source of drinking water and, and sewer and everything we need to grow, but also the educational piece, um, Folks don't know that we're actually turning the old juvenile hall into a new uh, campus there. And so you see an investment in the older neighborhoods, but also balancing that with the growth that's that's coming. But I would say Fresno has a lot of amenities that um, other places do not. It's a great place to raise a family, um, especially District 5. I, put out, <laughs> I can't take off my, my Southeast Fresno hat. But, but in all reality, it, it, it is a great time to be uh, a Fresno and be in Fresno with all the investments that were happening. If you would have told me seven, eight years ago that – downtown Fresno would look the way it does, I would say, uh, I don't know about that. But now, you know, we come to events here. We've got the Chuck Chansey Park. We've got our soccer club. We've got, you know, this last weekend there was a big event um, down, downtown, the, the, the alley wave. Um, it just brings so many people. I think the last Fresiest uh, event brought close to 18,000 people downtown. And, you know, the, to me, when I see that, I see a lot of opportunity because you see that new new generation, the next generation really stepping up. And ultimately, you know, we've got to get things uh, ready and create those opportunities. So Fresno is a great place. You know, I give I give folks my uh, elevator speech when I go and pitch why come to Fresno. Um, so those are the reasons why I think it's great to come here. But more importantly, why it's great to actually stay here and, and, and build a future because we are – a growing city and we're a young city and and I think in a couple of years you're going to see that new identity kind of carved out and, and I think it's great for our region. You and I should compare notes sometimes on the elevator pitch because uh, I have a, a, a client, a corporate client that refers a lot of their relocating people and they ask mm-hmm. me to drive them around, show them what the city's like, why should they come here. So I'm kind of assisting them in getting people to come here of course. Um, because you could really like the job but if you can't stand where you're going to live yeah 
and um, what's funny is so many people stay. They say, well, okay, here's the best story of all. There was this one guy. He said, and he's from New York City, <laughs> and he said, tell me why I would want to live in an armpit like Fresno. That's, he goes, and I'm quoting my friends wow. <laughs> back from New York City. So I gave him my elevator speech, you right. know, about, hey, this isn't Disneyland, right. this, uh, but we're close. We're mm-hmm. close to the mountains, the beach, everywhere. And right. I said, take a drive around some Sunday. You know, just look at the foothills. Look, it's just beautiful. So you're close to everything. The climate is good. Mm-hmm. Hey, we might get to 108, but it's not humid. A couple months. Anyway, he said, well, I'm taking the job, but only for one year because I really want to help these guys out. So he was going to be here one year. wasn't going to buy a home because short yeah, term. Temporary. This was probably 12 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> loves a job, even more so loves Fresno. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you have folks that come here, you know, quote-unquote temporarily, and they end up staying for a number of years. And, you know, one of my, my biggest selling points, and, and this is, uh, you know, 100% true, I'll ask folks, especially the ones that live in Bishop, how long do you sit in traffic? and wait to get from your home to your job. Oh, it's about an hour, hour and 45. I said, it takes me three minutes to get from my house to where I work. I said, and, and, and that's a big, big sign because you have more time to yourself to enjoy life. And, and actually, you know, if you're raising a family, this is a great place to raise a family. Um, we've got so many innovative educational programs going on here. High school graduation rates are high and they're improving. Um, the college going rate is improving. And so that, those are selling points that people look for in a community. And, and that's part of the, of the home buying experience, right? The first thing that people ask, what school district is it, right? And, and so they're, they're really advocating for, for their children and, and, and the future. And, and that's what I think Fresno's going through right now is we've, we've done a lot of key strategic investments with our water treatment plants, with our transportation, with our highways, with everything that you really need. Now it's time for for this cohort of leadership to really make that happen and provide those opportunities. And, you know, I'm, I'm reminded all the time that as an elected official, you know, I'm, I'm just passing through. You know, and uh, this is this is temporary for me, and I'm gonna go back to the real world. And you know, before I I was running uh, health programs and clinics and 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 teaching, and you know, at some point I'll go back. But I love to be able to say, you know what, we work together. We brought these new shopping centers to to our community, new housing options for our residents, and our community is better for that. And that's what people want. The American dream is such as it's so symbolic and representative of home ownership. It's like you have you own a home. That's one of the goals that you should you should um, strive to. Mm-hmm. And you know, as much as Fresno has changed, and I, I've been I was born and raised here, mm-hmm. so I've seen it for many a, many a decade. But you know, traffic has really gotten a lot heavier. But mm-hmm. like I told somebody as part of my elevator speech, yeah, rush hour is pretty bad. You sometimes you got to <laughs> slow down to fifty. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. I mean, I've been in, in rush hour traffic, whether it was in, you know, Austin or Dallas or um, Southern California or the Bay Area. I mean, it's an hour, hour and a half affair to get from point A to point B. But we don't have that problem here. And, you know, our our definition of, of, of traffic is very different than those big cities. But at the end of the day, that's important because 
we want to have spend more time, you know, in, with our with our families at home at events, you know, at restaurants or or just enjoying life. And Fresno has that quality of life, quality of life, yeah. amenities. That's what people look for, and that's what we're working on. Great. Now, um, we what, how about uh, high speed rail? Mm-hmm. That was going to be a big thing. Fresno was going to be the hub. Right. How do you see that? Uh, turning out now for the city of Fresno. Well, from you know the last uh, with obviously the the new governor and the, the 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 new mandate or direction, so to speak. You know we have we've made all these investments. I think they've spent over of billions of dollars here locally. Um, the 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 segment will be from I believe Bakersfield to Merced now, and so you know that's kind of the the phase one. But here, here's here's my bottom line on that. I think for the time that it was here um, and, and what they've done, we put a lot of people to work. Um, they've done some investments. Fresno specifically actually got a brand-new highway uh, investment out there, a portion of that on Ashland 99. We've got a new bridge. We've got new streets and sidewalks. So um, I, I think it still has the potential, but we do need to work on the financing because um, they're quite quite short on the total um, amount needed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's, 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 helped bus- it's helped businesses here in Fresno. And, you know, at the end of the day, those dollars uh, came here and, uh, maybe Southern California and Northern California are going to be a little upset because they didn't get a, a piece of that pie. <laughs> That's right. And, and once again, just like I, I mentioned, some Ulta moving here and right. and creating my own personal economy got better. I, I actually had a client who, uh, not they're from the Bay Area, but they wanted to invest in Fresno because of the high speed rail, yeah. and they and they did buy. So. Yeah, absolutely, and and that's the that's the goal and the you know the difference between a goal and a and a dream is a timeline, right? And so that timeline, you know, obviously didn't didn't pan out, but I think the investment that was made here was was a was a good start. It's not going to be enough, but I think you know for for Fresno and the investments that we're we're really seeing. People want to know that there's a future in Fresno, and I think that was part of the lure of, of high-speed rail, where you know we're going to connect the Silicon Valley to Fresno and 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 downstate, and that's what we're looking for. And I think it can still happen. I I do personally think it's going to take more time than than people anticipate it. Um, but but for Fresno, that was only a part of it, right? Like the high-speed rail was a component of the investment, but you know even without it, um, you know I think we'll still have the the amenities downtown we have events we have a ballpark we've got you know shopping um uh, restaurant options right here down the street that that we we can build upon great um hold those thoughts because Mm -hmm. we're going to a commercial break but when we get back we're going to talk more about the city of fresno Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And we have former baseball player at Roosevelt High School, Luis Chavez. A lot of you know him because he's in the news a lot for being city councilman. But um, I understand you used to play 
shortstop. I was, yeah, I was. I think I have the record for the worst shortstop at Roosevelt during those years. But it was fun. I, I enjoyed it, and you know, I, I we mentioned earlier that I don't live too far from there, and I can see Old Champsoyan Field uh, from my uh, from my window, and so I still have good good memories of uh, playing uh, there. Or I'm going to rephrase that of trying to play baseball at the time. Hey, baseball is just great. Period. <laughs> so it, it is. Even if you were like me, I mean, my position was primarily the bench, but once in a <laughs> while I got in to play second base or third base. Well, and we didn't have participation trophies at the time. You either won or didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good point. So let's talk about the general plan of Fresno. So, so you know, we've had about uh, four and a half, five years now to to, to kind of see what. Uh, this uh, plan has yielded, and you know, from from my point of view, we we've got a lot of work to do on 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 doing the general plan uh, amendment. Um, I, I think you know, folks out there that are familiar with it know that there was a big focus on on the infill. We've done that, um, but what's happened in the process is we've lost a lot of housing stock um, opportunities to places like Madera or Sanger, Kerman, Fowler, Clovis, and so we need to get back in the game and and really come up with a, a plan that works uh, for housing options. So I'm going to be working that in the next uh, couple of weeks, uh, and then I think folks will, will be ready to ask some questions and vet what that looks like. But earlier we talked about the, the housing element component on the uh, affordable housing uh, mandate and requirement, and I think we're going to incorporate that into the uh, general plan amendment. But um, it's not going to be, you know, something that that's just in a silo. I think it needs to be done very strategically because we all want to build additional rooftops, but we got to do it in a way where, you know, it can pay for itself um, and we don't stretch city resources um, thin. Mm-hmm. All right. So in the general plan that started four or five years mm-hmm. ago here in Fresno, they really focused on backfilling or mm-hmm. infilling. Uh, which generally meant a builder would have to go in and build one home on one lot or maybe could could fit four or five homes on a little larger lot. Right. But that's hard to build a, an affordable home when you're not building a, a lot of units all at yeah. once. It, it's, a, it's economies of scale. It's market. Um, but I, I think we're going to overcome that because you're right. When, when a developer or a builder or – or, or somebody wants to actually increase housing stock, they got to ha- have the parcels, and I believe it's uh, 12 acres or more in order for it to be profitable, um, which we know that's a, that's something that's needed. And so what the general plan is going to do is say, yes, we're going to still focus on the infill, and it's not going to be an either-or, but a both-and-and approach, where we do have the infill um, 100%, I think. Actually, I think we need to incentivize that even more, um, but also understanding that we're a growing city. And we're getting folks that are coming from Stockton, the Bay Area, Southern California, and we have to provide those housing options uh, for them. And so this will be a comprehensive approach with single-home residential, additional units, uh, multifamily, condos, um, particularly along our our bus rapid transit corridors, um, and and really have a good balanced uh, approach and, and honestly make it easier to build in the city of Fresno. We know that we need that, and, and I really see Fresno as being a leader in the housing solution statewide. Because if if we're honest and realistic, land is super expensive in Southern California. It's a little bit more affordable here in the Central Valley, um, and I think that's a big bonus and leverage uh, point that we can use to attract uh, uh, more folks here to the Central Valley. 
Here's another interesting stat. In Fresno County, mm-hmm. so all the municipalities of the county, our median sales price is right about 275000 give or take a few thousand. That's also the national average, but nowhere near the state average. Oh. The state average is two and a half times that. Absolutely. So when you go, which uh, means when you go towards the coast, Santa mm-hmm. Barbara, Ventura, um, San Francisco, of course, in fact, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I got to go to an open house in Menlo Park. Uh, a friend of mine uh-huh. w- was having this open house. It was an 800 square foot home built in 1906. Yeah. Nine, uh, the asking price was $950,000. Wow. It was in very nice shape, but sure. it was still, you know, a little over 800 square feet. I mean, it's in, in an old home. It's location, 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 right? It's always it's always the the real estate uh, motto, so to speak, and it's supply and demand too. Mm-hmm. There w- in this open house, there were fourteen people that at the end of the day said they were going to be submitting an offer. Wow! I, it, so, for that one yeah. home that's for sale to have fourteen buyers in one day. I mean that that means there's a shortage. Absolutely, and you know even <laughs> they're not building their housing stuff. No, <laughs> even for Fresno, and, and that's really my my goal is to increase the housing stock so that uh, you know we don't price people out of the market. And you know, the, and I think you appreciate this. We have to have a balance where 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 you essentially are are adding people and bringing them into to the purchasing uh, circle, so to speak, where they can actually afford to buy a home. And and you know. Uh, we got to give them options. Not everybody wants to live in a condo or a small, tiny home or what, what that, whatever that looks like. They want, you know, the nice three, three bedroom, two bathroom with a nice little yard to barbecue, play with their dog, um, play with their kids out in the backyard, and and that's really going to be the goal of this to increase those those housing options. Um, because I think I really believe that that Fresno has an opportunity to be a state leader uh, in the housing conversation, and so currently we're already working with um, uh, the governor um, on his housing initiative and what that looks like for Fresno. But I think you're going to see a, a more balanced approach um, coming out of this because now with five years of the old general plan and you know people that were part of that will tell you that it was never meant to be static but evolve and adapt. And I think you're seeing that with, you know, the, the housing um, uh, stocking and, and, and how much we have of that in Fresno, how much more we need because we know that the housing, um, you know, uh, inventory needs to grow. We have a lot of growing population here. Mm-hmm. Now, in that, that general plan that came out, I would think mm-hmm. Southeast Fresno was a big part of that, too. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there a thing called Sega? Sega. 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 Some people call it Sega. Some people call it Sega. Um, it, it, it's, it's tomatoes, tomatoes. The same thing is essentially the Southeast uh, growth area that was identified, um, God, I want to say about 15, 20 years ago. And so all of the environmental work has been done on that. Uh, you know, and, and we're going to be having that conversation, and that's actually part of the general plan conversation to where Southeast Fresno is going to be really the next big growth frontier, so to speak. Um, there's a lot of activity happening over there. I, I foresee one day Fresno and Sanger really being, you know, one metropolitan area, and I think you're starting to see that 
that conversation happening now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you you drive out there, and you know, funny you should mention that because Sanger Unified actually uh, comes into the city of Fresno, uh, Fowler and Kings Canyon. That's Sanger Unified School District. They're actually building a big mega campus out there on um, Fowler and Church area. That's going to be their next big um, multi-purpose facility, so to speak. But it'll be high school, middle school um, campuses uh, in one. And Mm -hmm. and that says a lot about a district that wants to invest in an area that's growing. Um, We have a lot of great, um, you know, opportunities out there. And that's already under construction, right? It is. Yeah. They had their groundbreaking about four or five months ago, and uh, you're starting to see all the infrastructure come up, come on in already. Um, but I'll tell you this, you know, f- four or five years ago, I had so many empty parcels out in my district, um, projects that had been either um, not completed or, or abandoned. Um, people are having trouble finding land out there right now because there's just been this huge interest in southeast um, I believe it's because of all the amenities that we're adding to the neighborhoods. Uh, the shopping center is going to be a major driver in, in what kind of um, housing options we, we, we attract out there. And, you know, one of the great things about that project, too, is that, and I forgot to mention this earlier, is they actually have a housing, uh, uh, senior housing component built into the, the, the development there. And so you see a lot of our, our baby boomer um, generation now retiring. And, you know, I hear it all the time. They want to downsize, downsize and get something a little smaller, more convenient and, and, and less uh, expensive. And so we got to provide those those options. And there's some really great models that I'm going to be looking at on incorporating that in, and, and making it so much easier to build in the city of Fresno where you don't take nine months to go through a planning process and all that. I mean, we should have templates ready to go. People can come in and get their building permits issued and b- increase our housing stock. Has that part of the development process improved in the last few years? Because that, that's been a rap, bad rap that I've heard is that, hey, it takes forever in planning no. to get anything through. <laughs> <laughs> it needs more work. Um, and, and, and that, <laughs> that was a pretty quick, simple yeah. answer. Well, and I can tell you, you know, I, that's part of my job. I help a lot of the businesses and and uh, development projects navigate through the the bureaucracy uh, at City Hall, and and so that needs to be streamlined uh, quite a bit. Um, you know, we just passed a couple of uh, my colleague uh, Councilmember Bredefield brought forward a a money back guarantee initiative where if you come into City Hall and you pay your permits and it's not processed in a timely manner, you are eligible to receive uh, part or all of your money back. I think that's going to help. And uh, real quickly, the Qualified Opportunity Zone, mm-hmm. uh, you got 30 seconds to give yeah. us an answer so, on that one. So absolutely. So this came out of the, the last tax reform, and, you know, it's super incentivized um, areas where, where you receive a lot of uh, tax credits and uh, opportunities. And we have the Kings Canyon Ventura Quarter that's uh, part of the Opportunity Zone. But what I did last year is I uh, drafted and passed the uh, Support Small Business Act, and it's attracted eight new businesses in that corridor uh, that we're going to have here in the next couple of months. Well, this just goes to show you, we pack it into Welcome Home Radio. With <laughs> one minute left, I give you the big one there. Absolutely. i got to come back. <laughs> uh, yes, you will. Thank you to all our listeners for tuning in to Welcome Home Radio. Talk to you next week. Thank you.